G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you listening here today. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really, my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, I sit down with Chris and we talk about the Holy Spirit. We wrap up this three-part series on the Holy Spirit and we talk about what it looks like to live in step with God. And uh, we talk about where the Holy Spirit might be leading us, how we can remain dedicated to our spiritual walk, and we also chat about what full dependence on God looks like. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Beyond the Message podcast. Well, Chris, hey, it's great to have you here for part three of Ghost Stories. I'm excited for this episode, but before we get to deep into the content, uh, I just want to let our listeners know of a discovery we've just made. Um, I'm about 20 minutes into our day and you're more than halfway through your day. Um, and that's just the beauty of sleep-ins and school holidays. I'm loving yeah. it. Although I see, I, I I don't know what everyone else thinks. Like I, I, I don't know if nine o'clock is like, or like 8.30 whenever you got up. I mean, yes, it's a sleep-in, but it's not like sleep-ins that you used to have when you're in like high school. Right, so you're talking like just high school sleep-ins, like school holidays, weekends. Yeah, maybe school holidays, weekends. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, when it was like, you'd stay up till 2 a.m. Just like playing Nintendo 64, <laughs> um, GoldenEye, James Bond. Uh, and then you'd sleep in until like 10 or 11. Yeah, those, those were the days. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like I don't think do I could sleep until... I don't think I could sleep until 9 o'clock if I tried. Really? Wow. Well, I, I have no issue with that. But I feel like once you get into that routine, it just takes so long to get back out of it. Like oh. if you're committing to a sleep in, you're committing to the next week of like trying to get out of bed. Agreed. And time. here's the thing. I reckon it takes, it is so easy to get into a habit of sleep ins, but so hard to get into like, once you've got to go back to work, it's like, oh, I've got to go back to work <laughs> in three days. I better get, start like getting out of bed earlier. hundred percent. Bring it, bring it forward in half an hour increments. Yes. Yeah. They don't tell you that when you're a kid, that that's what being an adult's like. And that's, you know what? <laughs> well, moving on, because we've got an awesome series to wrap up. Part three is always where mm. the rubber hits the road um, in a series, particularly when it's a three-part series. And this is the last yeah. one. Um, but we are seriously focusing in on the four Monday. Like we, we started this podcast, you know, over a year ago with the intention of being super practical, but we're taking that to another level today and just camping out on like, how do you do this in your own life? What, what does this look like to apply this particular thing in your own life? So I'm really excited about this. Um, but we have been talking about the Holy spirit. Yeah. Um, and for those who missed either beyond at home or the message, Chris, can you give us a quick recap on what Sunday was all about? Yeah. Well, we kind of looked at this, looked at this story um, of the early church that involved Peter and John um, and it's a pretty crazy story. Um, and I really just challenged this, like, why aren't there more stories like that now? Like, because I think there can be this tendency to think like, oh, you know, that happened in the New Testament. Um, and we kind of disassociate from the Bible in a little way and say, oh, that could never be my story. Um, but the reality is anyone in the New Testament, like Paul, James, John, um, Peter, like these people didn't have a spiritual advantage over us. Um, but what they did do is they were very, very comfortable or maybe not comfortable. That's probably the wrong way, but they were okay stepping outside of their comfort zone. And, um, and so I kind of looked at this idea that um, taking a step of faith means doing something slightly outside of your comfort zone. 
But when you take that step, what can be on the other side is a greater faith experience with God. That's awesome. So our full Monday being keep in step with the spirit or step with the spirit. And Chris, you outlined three really practical ways um, Mm -hmm. that we can do that. And we are going to focus a question each on those ways. But before we get to that, um, Chris, I just want you to paint a picture of what it looks like to live a life in step with the spirit or maybe answer, you know, why should we aspire to live like that? Like what, what is the, what is the reason that we would um, dedicate our lives to be uh, keeping in step with the spirit? Yeah. Um, well, if you're not a Jesus follower or, or you're kind of someone who's like, first of all, if you're not a Jesus follower, I wouldn't say, I would say don't aspire to live in step with the spirit, right? Just don't. Cause um if you're not following Jesus, it's not really a goal of yours to kind of be like, how can I keep in step with the Holy Spirit? But if you are a Jesus follower, or if you're someone who's like listening to the podcast and you're kind of like, like, I'm curious about this whole Jesus thing. Like, what is that? What does that actually um, mean? I think it's, it's kind of in the name of being a Jesus follower. So someone who keeps in step with the spirit is someone who is trying to follow Jesus more and more and more um, every single day. And John, um, writes about it in, in 1 John 2, 6, he has this great verse. He says, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. So often through the New Testament, Jesus gives lots of pictures or word pictures of what it looks like to have a relationship with God. And he's constantly using this word like abiding. He's talking about like, I am the vine, you are the branches. Like, And he's always talking about like we're connected in some way. And, um, and really what John is saying is like, well, if that's the truth, if we're connected, we should become more and more like Jesus. So living in step with the spirit is just becoming more and more like Jesus, following Jesus every day. That's cool. And I think as well, this, the whole aim of this series is to um, take the weirdness out of the Holy Spirit, um, to, to, make it, to make the Holy Spirit more accessible and um, you know, less barriers between this, like, this thing that is often talked about in church. But even then, I think you talked about how the Holy Spirit helps us to live like Jesus. Um, that's a really simple way to look at the Holy Spirit rather than this like huge mystical, crazy thing to look at. Actually, it's a, it's a, a guide that helps us to live like Jesus. Um, so Chris, we're going to jump into those three things we talked about uh, in the full Monday. Mm-hmm. And the first one was all about this idea of destination. And I want to ask today, where is the Holy Spirit leading us? Like what is the destination or what is the point of the Holy Spirit um, in leading us? Yeah. Um, this one is a very nuanced question. So I want to take, I just want to take the very general approach to it. Cause I think that's the best because oftentimes you have Christians sort of say things like, Oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me to this job or that relationship or all this sort of stuff. And, um, while that might be true, I think the general role of the Holy, Holy Spirit is to lead us to a destination, but not in a destination in the sense of like a physical destination, like a location, you know, it's kind of like. Yana Noosa. Like, <laughs> That's uh, where the Holy Spirit is leading everyone. With, yeah. Oh, the Holy Spirit <laughs> needs needs more of us to go to Noosa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not necessarily like I think there are there is a danger that some church leaders have where it's like if you just trust in the Holy Spirit, then you'll get the job you want and you'll have lots of money in your bank account and you know you won't feel any pain anymore. Like it's not leading us to like achievements um, or getting a certain status. Um, but rather the destination is, is character-based. Like, so the destination, obviously, um, like we, we looked in that, um, I just shared that John verse, that you would, we would become 
more and more like Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit is leading our character to become more and more like Jesus. And that I think is, it's a, that's a bit of a challenging concept. I know for me anyway, like, cause I'm very, like, I like setting goals. I like having tasks. Whereas when it becomes character-based, um, that's just a different mindset for us to shift into because it's not a destination. It's not an achievement. And the reality is for those of us who, you know, no matter what character trait you want to um, practice, whether you want to practice patience, uh, whether you want to practice humility, whether you want to practice forgiveness, there's always going to be more and more space for you to be more humble, for you to be more gracious, for you to be more forgiving. And so the Holy Spirit's leading us to a character destination that's more like Jesus as opposed to a physical destination, I'd say. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that like you can't deny that the Holy Spirit will lead everyone on their own individual journey to certain things at certain times. That's my most <laughs> vague way of saying that. Like God wants to guide you. And if you have a, a decision to make about your career or about your study or about your relationships, the Holy Spirit would love nothing more than to assist you and guide you. But yeah. I think that's a piece that um, I know particularly young people in the church um, can often overlook is that God is actually doing, you know, taking us somewhere just as people to a place where we're more like Jesus. And I, th- I think we, I think we need to talk more about that. I think that's just so incredible think- that, I would, I would say as well, Locke, like what you've hit on is really, really good. And I would add like, you know, if you're, if you're say you're someone and you listen to this podcast and like, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to seek the Holy Spirit's guidance on a relationship to pursue or a, you know, um, career path to study or a job or something like that. My first question would be before you get to anything else is, will this relationship make me more like Jesus or will this career make me more like Jesus? Um, and if the answer to that is the answer to those questions is no, straight away it's off the table because you're not going to be being led to a place that's not making you more like Jesus. And if the answer is like, you know, particularly for career paths, because whether you study criminology, whether you study, um, you know, medicine and you become a doctor, um, whether you do a trade, no matter what it is, in all of those, the answer is, well, I could become more like Jesus in really all of those. There's no career that... particularly stops me that we've just listed. So then it becomes more of like maybe seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction on a particular thing. But I think that's a good first filter question to ask. Will this relationship, will this decision help make me more like Jesus or will it make Mm -hmm. it harder for me to become more like Jesus? Yeah, that's really good. That's, I I like that a lot. So the Holy Spirit is leading us to be more like Jesus. That's the, the first destination that we need to, focus on and, and devote ourselves to um, speaking of devotion or dedication that was mm. the next kind of part that you talked about within this four Monday and I want to talk about how can we remain you know dedicated in this spiritual walk with Jesus from my experience a relationship with Jesus isn't um, it's it's actually a lot of work like to have a, a, a thriving relationship with Jesus it requires time energy investment um, and so I, I want to speak to those people who might be a bit on the edge of like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've got the time or oh, maybe some people are like, oh, does it take time? I've been kind of just cruising along. Um, I mean, that's my, that's my experience is that it is actually quite a, a quite, um, I'm not saying taxing relationship. It's like obviously the best thing in the world, but it's a, it takes a lot um, to have, mm-hmm. to devote to myself to my relationship with Jesus. So yeah, 
long-winded question, Chris, but how can mm. we remain dedicated to this spiritual walk that, we, that we're on? Yeah. I, I think you're right. It requires dedication, but I would say everything in life requires dedication. Anything you want to do well requires a level of dedication. Um, I would say the first thing in making dedication a little bit easier is getting really clear on the destination. So I think a lot of people, you know, Christians, and I, and I was definitely one of these people that like you grew up in church and you were told, hey, read your Bible, pray, um, you know, journal if you want to be super spiritual and take some notes. Um, <laughs> but it was never shown, oh, it was never explained really well to me, like, hey, this dedication is actually leading you to a place. It was more like, well, do you just read the Bible because that's what you do when you're a Christian? Or you just pray because that's what you do when you're a Christian? And um, like one of the, the, the way I, like an example I have when I liken it to something is, um, uh, well, for, for long-time listeners of the podcast, they, they would know that I, I lived overseas for a while playing football. Um, but if you're brand new to the channel or the podcast, whatever this is on everything, <laughs> um, thinking I'm a YouTube person there for a second, um, yeah, I spent some time over overseas and there were a lot of like, I would just say, I, I didn't look at them at the time as sacrifices, but other people looking in, looked in and they were like, oh, that's a big sacrifice that you're making. And I think that we have that tendency to do that sometimes in our own Christian, in our own walks with Jesus. We're like, oh, that's a big sacrifice because we don't realize the destination. See, for me personally, I didn't see them as sacrifices because I had a destination in mind. And for me, it was never like, oh, this is just such a big sacrifice. For me, it was like, no, I'm doing this because I, I know the destination I want to go to. And so then I want to build rhythms and I want to build habits and I want to build things into my life that are going to help me achieve this destination. And if I wanted another destination, then sure, I might do some of the things that you want to do or that you kind of feel are restrictive, but for me, they're not. And so I think the, the first thing I would yeah say to people is get really clear and, and understand that Jesus, that the Holy Spirit wants you to become more like Jesus, wants to f- form you into that. Then it's, I think it's easier for us to start to see, right, okay, well, here's why some of these rhythms are helpful. Because when I read scripture, I'm not reading it just to read it. I'm reading it to understand who Jesus is and to become more like Jesus. When I pray, I'm sitting, do- I'm sitting down, I'm taking time with God to allow God to shape and mold some of my attitudes to help me become more like Jesus. And so then these spiritual disciplines or rhythms are tools to help us become more like Jesus. And of course there are times when you're going to wake up and you're like, man, I really don't want to read my Bible, but because you know, the destination, it becomes less about like, Oh, I've just got to toughen up and use my willpower. And it becomes, you know what? I'm tired today, but I want to get to this destination. So I'm going to build these habits in to my life. Can we go one step further as well and mm. talk about um, why would we want to become more like Jesus? Because I feel, I, 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 just to get really specific for a second, like when you're more like Jesus and when you're uh, really close in relationship with Jesus, I feel that big decisions become less big because you're, you feel sharper and you feel you're, you're more in tune with, with what Jesus wants for you, wants for your life. And so when things come your way, you have a, a greater filter to go yes or no. Like that would be one example of the actual, the, the benefit of being more like Jesus is that you're, you're just more aware and more in tune with, Hey, yep, this is a good thing I'm going to pursue or like, no, not going to touch this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any more kind of specific examples of what a life like with Jesus in step with Jesus leads you to. 
Oh, not off the top of my head. I think you nailed it. I think that's one really, really great example right there. Um, but I think the more and more we have those rhythms built into my life, I think you're right, Lockie, the, <clears throat> our responses, I would say, become appropriate to what's going on in the world. We've got things a little bit more in perspective. I think one of the things is that I know in my life is that when I'm rushing from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and my like I'm all kind of like all over the shop, like it is really hard for me to pay attention and view other people as someone that God like created and God loves and God cares for. Mm. Whereas when I have time in my life, like I make time and I'm focused and I'm like, okay, I didn't get out of bed and rush this morning, you know, built those habits in or before I went to a meeting, I deliberately took the time to pray about the conversation before I went in. I just go in thinking about things in a different way because I'm not thinking about them as in like, okay, Chris has got to get to his next meeting and Chris has got to get these things done. And Chris, this person is annoying and taking up my time. Now I have that kind of framework um, and that kind of mind of Christ to, yeah. to get real. Real yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's good. We've talked about that before on this podcast mm. that Jesus makes us better at life, yeah. um, and and I think that nails that that that's a great way to sum up kind of what we've just talked about there. Cool. On to our last um, alliterated for Monday. Mm. We've talked about destination. We've talked about dedication. Now we're talking about dependence. That's a, that's great. How'd you come up with that one, Chris? That's just looking into the thesaurus going. I stole look, it off look. someone else. That's how I came up with it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> like most of my good ideas. I love the honesty there. Like <laughs> you were just spending so much time with Jesus. You were just feeling it. And then he's, yeah, his spirit yeah, he told you, to this is the alliteration that I want you to use. Um, Chris, we want to talk about what does full dependence on God look like? And if you could give some context as well as to what, um, what dependence has to do with this whole Holy Spirit thing as well. That would be just fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, um, I would say like to, just to define it for people, dependence simply means trust. So to fully trust, what does it, what does it look like to fully trust God? And, and except trust doesn't start with a D. And that's doesn't why start with a D. Dependence <laughs> fits way better. Otherwise, I would have had to work, rework the first yeah. two. Oh, come on. That was just a nightmare. I think the best example I could give around what this looks like is imagine that someone said to you that you're going to die unless you take a tablet at 6 p.m. every single day. You would reorientate your entire life around making sure that you take that tablet at 6 p.m. every single day because now you're dependent on that tablet for your survival. And you're trusting in that tablet for you to be able to keep living. And that's an extreme example. I get that. But that, that is actually what full dependence looks like. It's, okay, well, I'm actually depending on God for everything. And now I'm going to reorder and restructure things in my life to make sure that at, you know, at, at whatever time that I'm spending time with God and I'm doing the things that make my life look as if it's ordered around that. Because if you need to take that tablet at 6 p.m., and this is just the example, right? Um, you know, you're making sure that you're home in plenty of time to be able to take that tablet. You're making sure that the tablet's with you if you're going out. You're making sure that you always have a bottle of water with you um, so that you, you know, you got water to take the tablet. You're making sure that there are all these things in your life that is focused and built around making sure you can take that tablet at 6 p.m. Now, whether you read your Bible in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever, that's kind of irrelevant. But the, I think that the, the, uh, idea still stands that 
full dependence on God looks like that we actually order our lives around following Jesus in such a way that we actually, it actually looks like we're dependent on Jesus. And I know I can just speak from experience that like, this is the hardest one of, of these three for me, because it is so easy for me uh, to just feel like when things are going well, that I'm just, I'm crushing it. Like it's, ah, oh, it's all me. It's my, this is my idea. And then all of a sudden, like, I just feel like I don't have to depend on God as much as I did before, because man, I'm nailing this. And then all of a sudden things go wrong. It's like, oh my goodness, I realize how little control I have of life. I better start depending on you, God. And the thing that I found, I don't know if this will be helpful for our listeners, but the thing that I found really helpful is something that James writes. Um, so in James 4, verses 8 and 10, he says this, he says, come close to God and come will, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is be- divided between God and the world. You know, that's kind of what I said. Like when things are going well, I'm kind of like, oh, this is all about me. It's not about God anymore. And then he says this, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And I think for me, the thing that's really helped me, um, and I, I, I still don't nail this, but the thing that's helped me be more and more dependent on God is, is the act of humility. And pretty simply like realizing who I am and who God is. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I didn't save myself. I can't save myself. And that everything that I have an opportunity to do is a gift from God. Everything that I do is that I'm given. I'm just asked to steward for God on his behalf. Um, and so then that kind of makes it really, really easy to depend on God um, when I'm constantly reminding myself of that. Yeah, that's awesome. I reckon that's a great place to wrap up um, this super practical conversation about the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm really stoked that we got to do this series. I hope that our listeners have walked away with a clearer view of um, who God is, the whole picture of God, and more specifically how the Holy Spirit can help us live our lives, but also help us draw nearer and closer to Jesus. So thank you so much, Chris, for, um, for your input on this series. And is there any last, um, last words you'd like to share about this series before we, we close this one up? Uh, not particularly. I think you kind of nailed it. My, my hope is that just people started to understand a little bit. The Holy Spirit is not some weird thing, but the Holy Spirit is one person of the Trinity. And I hope that we've at least allowed you to get a bit more of a handle on it and at least made you feel a little bit more confident that you can kind of be like, wow, I can kind of live in step with the spirit. I can, I do begin to understand what the Holy Spirit is um, and that you've got a glimpse of maybe one thing that you're like, Hey, I can actually do that this week. And I can begin to, to apply that and uh, follow Jesus a little bit better. Yeah. Too good. Quick little, uh, little promo. We Mm. love a good promo on a, on a last part of a series stumbling along it's a one-off message oh it is i'm very excited that is riley brown it's connect sunday next week so we are just talking all about why circles are better than rows and why if you listen to the podcast and you're not in a circle just get in a circle just get in a circle yeah for those of you who've never heard that before maltesers are better than you know getting a row off a block but that's not what this uh this is talking about circles being in a community talking with one another is better than sitting on a sunday watching something happen so that's exciting stumbling along next week one off 
and then into a brand new series after that. So we can't wait to get you back on the podcast in a couple of weeks. But other than that, enjoy your break. We'll see you soon.